A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So no matter what it's about, any conversation is not for nothing. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not For Nothing. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson and today we have yet again... Zisberg herself. No. <laughs> Beth Zisberg. Uh, this is your third episode here? Yes, third. Wonderful. Um, thanks for coming back a third time. I love that I'm always like, hey, let's chat. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, and I, I, I was thinking about it this week and I was like, who can I have on? Because I've always said... That in the in the vein of Lauren Michaels and SNL, we put a show on every Saturday night, not because we're ready, but because it's Saturday night. And I'm like, that's me. I'm going to put a show on every week. And for the last month, as I've been moving and doing and yada, 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 I have sort of been doing some episodes that, to be frank, at the bottom line, I am not proud of. They're not great. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fine. But then also at some point, you know, it's like, well, you also should probably try to do a show that's good or you know whatever so that's my attempt today i'm trying because does it feel to you in new york because um i think if you remember from beth's last episodes she's in new york i'm in la and we are chatting over the beautiful experience of technology um do you feel in new york that things are changing in this world right now is there like a crackle in the air that oh things are gonna i mean not really i mean we say going back to normal for lack of a better term but we're going back to we're going to something we're not just sitting at home anymore yeah i definitely i think there is a little bit i have to say i'm still one of those like people that sees the outside as stranger danger mm-hmm. <laughs> so and i'm also just in case anyone doesn't remember i'm up in the hudson valley so we're a little bit calmer no matter what during normal time so there you know i'm sure if i was in the city i'd start feeling some trickles of things up Mm -hmm. here you know like i went to the gym yesterday and they were you know making the announcement that soon the masks weren't going to be required and i did see like more people there than normal so i do think that there is definitely people going out plus it's also the nicer weather so in general this area tends to be more popular just because Everyone comes up to the Hudson Valley when it's nice out. So <laughs> I definitely true. think that, yeah, it's like, cause it's gorgeous. Like I'm not going to complain about, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do I want so many people here? Nah, you know, come <laughs> see the pretty stuff, but like, just please go home after. No, but um, I do feel like there is a little bit of crackling that's starting to happen. Especially even when I talk to people, you know, the fact that we're talking about it, I think is already meaning something, even yeah. if it's like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but you know, I think that's mm-hmm. a huge difference. than even a month ago. Right. Because I think we've talked about this before. You and I are on uh, the same house team for Hudson Valley improv. And that's something we're talking about because I'm not there. And everybody's like, <laughs> are we going back in person? I'm like, if that's the case, I guess I'm done. I guess, or <laughs> so. And, and the funny, th- one of the reasons it's like, well, we can't go back in person yet because of Kyle. Like, right? I'm <laughs> we're like, not ready yet. I feel so much pressure. I'm like, oh my god. I was like, don't make your whole like performance decisions based on me. That's that's a lot of pressure to, <laughs> but. 
but we are but everybody but everybody is talking about it and every like are we going back to the office are we going back mm-hmm. to in person are we gonna let people come drink at bars and make poor life choices in public again or <laughs> you know that's that is the decisions that everybody's making right now and i was watching some videos of graduation festivities in alabama because they're getting ready for graduation i think they're not graduated yet the high schoolers i got some cousins and but they're like like they did this march through the halls in their cap and gown for the little kids like to show them like look this is where we're headed and yada yada and then it gives the graduates the opportunity to go back into the elementary and see their teachers who saw them in second grade and help them make their decoupage and all that and stuff like that but i was watching it and nobody nobody had a mask on i was like oh my gosh i was like i am now in a space where it's safe i don't know if accurate but it is safe to assume that Mm -hmm. everybody not wearing their mask is vaccinated and ready to play and that that helps my little baby heart to (laughs) to be like okay they're vaccinated they're vaccinated obviously (laughs) the cdc said if you're back not if you're vaccinated you can take your mask off and nobody's wearing a mask so ergo everybody in that video i just watched is vaccinated and my heart can rest easily you're such a good person because to (laughs) me i look at it it's like they're all lying no i don't want to say that (laughs) but it's true And then that's the thing. It's like, and that's what I've been battling with. You know, I was even talking with my sister earlier today and she's out in France. And so their vaccination has been a lot slower just because mm-hmm. of their availability slash the way that they run things. And, you know, I was talking to her and I was like, you know, for me, it's a lot to believe and trust the people around me, which is again, where I bring up the stranger danger thing. So I'm like, mm-hmm. am I just like too conditioned from like those after school specials to be like, now, can you really prove to me you've been vaccinated or right. do I trust you? And I want to trust. Like, there's the part of me that's like, of course, people are going to do the right thing. And then there's the other part of me that's jaded from, like, years of whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you just don't want to wear the mask, so you're not going to wear the mask right now. Right. <laughs> and well, and I, I've i been saying, because everybody's nervous. Everybody's like, we can take our masks off. And I said, well, here's the deal. For the last year and a half, we have been telling everyone Trust the science. Trust the science. And I said, now that the science has said, take your mask off, we're mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. we're well, going to have to trust the science, guys. We're going to have to do uncomfortable things. What is it? Uh, Glennon Doyle says we all can do hard things. I'm like, this is hard. I don't like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so. Well, and, you know, and because you said that the other day, too, at rehearsal, and it really did, like, kind of jar me. And I'd already been thinking about it. But then hearing someone else say, it's like, look. You know, it's like I even remember when they were saying that, oh, we might have a vaccine. Are you going to take it? And being nervous to be like, well, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in the first wave. And then thinking, right. like, how hypocritical of me to be like, we need to trust the science and we want to do something. And then I wouldn't take the vaccine when, like, I'm believing in science and mm-hmm. all this. And so I, like, it kind of reminded me. I was like, you know what? If I believed the CDC a month ago, then I kind of got to believe them this month. Right. And, you know, so that's where I'm trying to remind myself. And also, I think the thing to remind you is that, you don't have to take your mask off if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. So I'll, you know, like going to the gym. Sure. If I see people there that don't have their masks on, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to practice the social distancing. Even if I like, unless I know you, like that's how I look. Like if I know the people fine by me, but it's the public where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, inside outside I've been doing it, keeping my mask on out of respect for people. But I think, you know, especially here, cause there are so many like open spaces that I might even start being a little bit more relaxed on mm-hmm. that just because I'm outside. But again, that's the beauty that like 
it's your own choice. And again, obviously for those who might live in states where things haven't changed or not necessarily lifting their, you know, mandates or things like that, obviously you still want to follow it. But I know here in New York, I think today or tomorrow, something like Cuomo's, you know, following CDC guidelines. And, you know, if I followed them a month ago, I got to follow them now. And then if I feel uncomfortable, mask up. Yep. That's it. And I, I, and that was my thing. I was like, we've been in the house so long. I was like, Next weekend, I'm going to the premiere of Cruella at uh, the theater, at the movies. And um, because I'm in L.A., so I can go to a premiere. Um, and my friend got his tickets, and I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> We're going outside now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... I'm like, it's like a roller coaster. I'm like, oh, here comes the hill. I'm like, oh, I'm nervous. I'm, but I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going. I'm going to watch this movie. And it's going to be fine. We're going to do this. And so, yeah, that's, yeah. we're going to, and I think that's how we're going to just have to like jump out of the airplane and mm-hmm. do it that first time to see where our comfort level is. Because at the end of the day, you're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. We're all like the people are, the people in our lives are mostly vaccinated. So it's like, it is a safe space to experiment yeah. with your comfortability. I think that's my philosophy, even though I'm like, I'm terrified, but I'm like, we have to want, we have to ask ourselves is the mask. Do we believe that we need to keep wearing the mask or ha- over the cl- last year and a half has the mask become a security blanket that we are oh. afraid to hold on and take, let go of. Yeah. Oh, no, it's 100% that. I, like, (laughs) definitely think it's, like, become the weird new security blanket for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think also, like, with that, it's, like, remembering it's, like, that, you know, there is signs showing about, like, transmission levels and things like that. And so I think, I know for me, like, the biggest worry is also, like, I might not get sick, but what if I got someone else sick? And the mask, like, you know, if you're vaccinated, that's what the whole science is for. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, it, but it's, Shannon, it's like, it's funny as you're saying, like, all right, jump out of the pr- plane. And I'm like, I literally jumped out of a plane and did a 20,000 <laughs> foot, you know, drop, you know, I went skydiving and I did that without any questions. Like at first I was going to do like 13,000 feet and then they're like, oh, we do 20,000 feet. And I was like, okay. And, but because yeah, here I am. I'm like, why die. do I have to take a mask off? <laughs> because yeah. you wouldn't die at 13,000 feet, but 20,000 feet, that's very sure. dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, let's just do it. And like there I had, it was like, oh, look, I'm with like this, you know, skydiving master. I'll be great. But it's like, oh, you want me to take my mask off? What are you talking about? And I'm like, that to me, I'm just like, all right, clearly one's a security blanket and the other one's just like, let's do it. And I just, I really like, I was talking to somebody because as I've said many, many, many times on the show at this point, I'm helping to vaccinate uh, people in Los Angeles through my day job because I'm, you know, humanitarian now because- as an actor, you'd follow the gigs, and sometimes you get to stumble into humanitarian work as well, apparently. <laughs> um, but everybody that I work with is actors, clearly. Um, but this lady <laughs> came up, and she was like, she felt guilty for feeling nervous. And I was, and I was, wanted to make her feel okay. I was like, she's like, I'm just a little nervous, and I feel bad because everybody's getting the vaccine. I said, listen, at the bottom line, we are a very resilient people, and we mm-hmm. adapt quickly. But if you take a step back and look at the bird's eye view of it all, it's only been a year. And it mm-hmm. and this vaccine has only been here, been around publicly accessible since the beginning of the year for five months-ish. Yeah. And I said, it's not like I'm trying to convince you to get the polio vaccine or something. I'm <laughs> like, 
girl, it's you know, it's like if you didn't get the chicken pox vaccine, then we might have to talk about you need to get your life together. But this is a <laughs> brand new thing. I said, so mm-hmm. don't let anybody make you feel guilty or make you feel shamed into getting this vaccine. Mm-hmm. But do do your research and. I encourage you to get the vaccine kind of thing as is the net is the full stance of this show. Get the vaccine because I've done the research. I've listened to the people who've done the research, but also don't feel shame if you're just not quite ready, but also don't go out and be irresponsible if you don't have the vaccine. Yeah. So that's, and she was like, Oh, that makes me feel so much better. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's like, we, we are, we get so pinholed on our point of view because we just want to do what's right, want to go forward, want to get through this. But it sometimes you have to accept the fact that it's going to take a minute, I guess. Yeah. Well, and also, like you said, it's been a year, which somehow, like, at the beginning, it's like, oh, this is going to be forever. But now looking back, it's like, wow, that weirdly did go somewhat quick. Like, to think the fact that, like, it's been a year now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but also, like, how much has changed in that year? And that, you know, I think has, like, yeah. the rippling effects, too, that I think we've already gone through so much that it's like, oh, my God, I can't handle any more change. But at the same time, I'm somewhat excited for it. And that's a lot for anyone to process. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, we also have to process it in a way where we still are living in such an uncertain time. And that's why, like, I think it just comes down to there is no shame. Like, if yeah. it's your decision, we have to trust you. Like, we have to at least trust the fact that that's your decision and respect that, I think, even more so than trust. It's like, I do think, though, when people, you know, make decisions because of misinformation and or because of ridiculous self points of view, that's where it's hard for me to be like, well, I want to respect you. But, you know, theoretically, I do everyone has the right to make their own decisions. So cool, but just stay away from me. That's it at the end of the day, you know, but, you know, but I think it's, you know, it's normal if someone is worried about the vaccine, I think that's a good thing that they also shared it because it's one thing like you don't know about it. And there is so much information out there that you can get lost in it, especially when you don't know where to look. Yeah, And, you know, and I think that's where like, we have to be respectful for people. And the same thing, even like with the mask, it's like, if someone wants to wear the mask, let them wear it. If someone doesn't want to wear the mask at this point and you are vaccinated, you know, we kind of have to trust, like you have to trust in what your decision was as well, that it's helping us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll see how it goes, but it is like, I think it's like just one of those things where it's like, we've already been through so much and it's like, Oh crap, wait, we didn't expect it to happen this soon. Like, I think that's also kind of what my mindset is. It's like, wait, it's been a year and we've already progressed this much. Like, dang. Yeah. But, like, I guess that's a good thing, too, because we do live in the 21st century, so we'd want things to happen, you know, like this. Even though I think people thought, like, oh, we'll be in quarantine for two weeks and then we're done. So, like, I think we were like, shit, you know. (laughs) Well, and I feel like I've listened to several, like, I listen to Katie Couric's podcast a lot, which she does, she did have a lot of people on to talk about the vaccine and the, the, the virus. And then Robin Roberts is doing a podcast called COVID-19 immunity in our community. And it's like all the breakdown of everything that the science of it all. And from what I'm hearing on my sources on that, that I, you know, tap into is that the medical community at large is like, Oh, we can do big things when we, when we have the money to do them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and and somebody even said that had, as much money been thrown at cancer or AIDS as was thrown at COVID-19 cancer and AIDS would both be cured. And I'm just like, 
Well, that's depressing. That's, that's <laughs> ridiculously depressing. <laughs> wow. So, uh, you know, so we are like, ma- like medical people and like scientists are like, oh, we don't have to follow the protocols that we used to adhere to. We can make new ones because we can do things faster. And, you know, you can do things that are good for, because, like, the, there was things like testing it on diabetics and testing it on pregnant people who they, that they haven't really sussed out. But a perfectly healthy person, you can test it. You can, you know, you can do that. You can do it without that. You know, it's like, sorry, if you're, if you are pregnant, you're exempt from this. Sorry about mm-hmm. it. Wait nine months and have your baby and then we'll see. But, you know, yeah. that. Things like that are coming up, it feels like. So that's interesting. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that with the proper government respect for the for the associations, we can keep that momentum going forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I hope this general, like, support for science and healthcare continues. I think that's now also, like, the next thing. It's like, okay, so let's see what did we learn from mm-hmm. all of this. And I think, like, what you just said is really shocking about the fact that if we poured more money into research for things like cancer and AIDS, like the, ep- the those epidemics would be done away with already. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. And like, so what's like, what do we do next? Which is kind of like, you know, part of what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, so what is going to happen next? And right. that's just, that's just shocking. But yeah, no, like at some point, like we do have to trust what the science is saying and, and, just trust to keep supporting it and moving forward with it. But I think also like one of my worries is the fact that like, I don't feel like the number of vaccinations are going up. And that's why I'm like, did we do this too soon? That's like, and I think that's what's like Mm -hmm. stopping me too with the thought. It's like, I I'm glad that we've done this, but at the same time, like there are still so many people that don't want to get vaccinated, which fine, that's your own choice. But I just feel like, I don't know. That I do have to say, like, even with everything going on, that still is something that just, like, worries me. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just, again, the security blanket worrier that's coming yeah. out, not necessarily the logical side. Because I don't really have much of an argument after just saying, like, I'm scared. <laughs> well, and I saw that, like, 20,000 uh, – no, no, that's not right. Um, like, 20 million people have been vaccinated in California. And I was like, I didn't even know we had 20, many, 20 million people in California. <laughs> Yeah. So, and apparently there's 39 million people in California. Um, so like it's going like there's like we're at like 45 percent in in California now. And I'm like, oh, well, they want us to get to 70, but we're nearly to half. So, yeah, and we're, only that's tw- not- we're only 25 million people away. And I vaccinated 300 yesterday. <laughs> so, <Yay. laughs> um, But yeah, so. That being said, I want to pivot to like the positive forward thinkingness of it all. Like what are you what are your feelings about going back into the world about um about reopening things, going to movies, going to dinners, like and also your personal life. Like are you is there any changes coming up in your life that you are ready to talk about? <laughs> Because I know you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll start with the general first. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I think, you know, it is one of those things where, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what it's like going to like places like the movies or 
you know, and it's weird because it's like I have no problem going into the grocery store, going into just shopping in general. Mm-hmm. I even got a manicure and pedicure like a well, probably at this point, like two months ago, which I know seems like weird, but I was really like worried. I was like, wait, should I be this close to someone? And I'm like, those have been totally fine with the mask. I think it's going to be interesting. You know, I think it's probably going to be like for me, like a month or so until I'm like, okay, I'll go into places without a mask and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is going to be really interesting. Um just to see. And I think that it is good, you know, just in general, especially now that it's getting nicer out. Of course, this will just make people feel even happier. But then I guess for the more personal one, uh, <laughs> to, for that answer, um, I know that it's definitely now pushing me that I like, I don't think I have much of an excuse to be sitting around anymore and just being like, well, it's a pandemic. We have to wait for things, yeah. you know, and and I think for myself, I've done a lot of discovery over this last year um, and probably even more so this past few months, just like for just the start of 2021 of just being like, I need to figure out what's next. And, you know, one of the things I know we've talked about is like, if I'm going to do my own podcast, which mm-hmm. I think I've been talking about like for the past few months and like every day it's like, oh, I have an idea and then I do nothing. It's like, oh, I have another idea and then I still do <laughs> nothing. And I think it's like time that I just, I have to push myself. It's like, there's a lot out there that's like the excuses are being taken away. You know, that wasn't the way Mm -hmm. I meant to say it, but I think there's a lot less out there hindering me. Um, And also just like figuring out what it is that I am going to do next because it's time. Like what is your next move for? Yeah. For life. For, uh, well, or what's your yeah. ne- well, as Glennon Doyle says, what's your next best step? What is the <laughs> next step for you? Not even the whole picture, just where are you going? What's your first step out there? You know, I think the first step out there is getting a job. <laughs> I, know <that's> like, <laughs> I think that's like somewhat responsible, but I think it's also like being very purposeful with where I've been looking. I think I've just been looking for what I've been doing, you know, Mm -hmm. of like, you know, I did customer service and, you know, operations and this stuff for a long time. And now I'm just like, no, I need to be looking more like for starters, actually doing auditioning for acting, you know, or at least making steps towards that by looking, Mm -hmm. maybe looking to like work for a production company or doing something along those lines. Or with the other thing is like, actually like allowing myself to do some of my creative ideas such as you know writing doing the podcast and Mm -hmm. seeing where that takes me um because I do need to do something I think and I do feel like I'm ready for a really big change I was actually talking with Sam about it over the weekend for those of you who do remember Sam is um the leader of HVI you know the wonderful goddess that she is and you know she's like it just sounds like you're bored (laughs) yeah I've been (laughs) bored for like a couple of years now and I'd love to do a ton of different things and I think that's what like overwhelms me I'm like I don't Mm -hmm. know like I can do anything um but you did actually give a really interesting idea like she said that there's like some of these like adult sleepaway camps that are like very adventure oriented Wow. and they like you know they're somewhat corporate based like you know team building and things like that and she's like you'd be really probably like good at like working on one of those it's like yeah I do like making events I definitely like to do adventure stuff and you, you know? could definitely bring your podcast or your um improv skills to that 
Yeah, and I think that would be, like, the fun part of doing something. Also, it's something completely different than I've ever done before. Um, So it's going to be one of those things where now I just, like, really do need to buckle down and make a decision, which is clearly the hardest thing. It's, like, even making the decision of what to eat for lunch today somehow was, like, a difficult thing. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think think my next step needs to be figuring out my next step. Doing it. I like I'm just like listening to myself. I was like, I think my next step is like maybe lifting my foot off the ground. I think I have found the title of this episode. My step is my next step is figuring out my next step. That's it. It's so sad. I'm like, I just be like, I'm all over the place as I'm like answering that. It's like love that answer. Like, and I'm always on the lookout for new things. Cause, um, I've been very, um, cause I love what I'm doing right now with Hudson Valley improv through, cause I've through the power of zoom. Zoom, like I hope that zoom gets some kind of Nobel peace prize for cool. what they've done for this country, because everybody started doing work on zoom. They started mm-hmm. having dates on zoom. We started doing improv on zoom. Like zoom was real world. Like zoom were, mm-hmm. was, was these streets out here that's what zoom was yeah. and i'm really proud of the improv we've done because it isn't completely physical but it has been improv the way we knew it in a lot of ways mm-hmm. on zoom this year but i am planning to go to an improv setting here in california uh when when they're open again there are some places that are doing um zoom classes uh, but i'm like i'm already doing zoom improv mm-hmm. i don't need to zo- to do more zoom improv but I have found, um, like, I somebody told me a little bit more. I've heard of it, but I never even thought about going until now. And now it's all I can really think about for the last 24 hours to this place called Impro Theater, which is, do you know Impro Theater? Your, your face just oh, lit impro- up. Oh, no, I think you said, because I know, oh, you know, I was thinking of Improv Olympics. No, I haven't heard of this Impro Theater. What well, is that? Impro Theater is where they do actual um full-length plays that are all improv but they are in the style of the classic writers like Shakespeare and Sondheim and and stuff like that like so it's like that's scary and I want to do it like yeah like that's something I want to do and I met a girl at work because everybody that I work with is actors she was telling me about it and I'm like okay I'm I'm listening I'm open I'm going to throw my spaghetti and my money at the wall <laughs> and see what sticks. So yeah, that sounds great. You know, it's very similar to what we've been working on in our improv group mm-hmm. too, of the idea of like, so it will go on a, be a show hopefully in like the next month and a half yeah. um, that we're essentially like improvising our own daytime talk show. And so it's like, we're trying to take the tropes and the ideas of mm-hmm. what you see on a daytime talk show and do it ourselves so it's like, I and because what I also think would be really fun is if like someone tried to give us like a television show style to do and yeah. then just completely improv like a half hour of it and like figure out like right. what the tropes are. And that's exactly what this sounds like mm-hmm. with like you're given like, is it that you're given like a title and then like the style or is it like, know. you're like, oh, I, that's I'm so just, like, I, that's, I've told you everything I know and I'm like, I want to know more. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm excited about it, but, um, yeah. And then there's improv Olympics and there's, mm-hmm. there's all, and I'm just like, I want to do it all. Like, and why yeah. not? Like, I love improv and I want to, you know, I wanted to do that. 
So I, yeah, I'm excited to, I mean, but I'm also nervous because it's like, it's time. We're, again, getting out there. It's time to go do, do stuff. And so, which by the way, for you, um, my guest room is ready. There's no more junk in my guest room. So, (laughs) and that's actually funny because I was just going to say, I was like, I know the one thing that like, I know I need to have as a step whether it's the next step or like this step after that is as much as I love the Hudson Valley I do think part of this change that I need is changing where I live Mm -hmm. because it's beautiful here it's amazing but I am not settled down I don't have a relationship I don't have a career I just have a car you know (laughs) like that gets me to see things in California you're three hours younger (laughs) <laughs> that's quite true so I get to match my skin you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah so it's like so you know I think and, and also like you know it's one of those things where I've wanted to do for so long which is moving to California uh, specifically obviously LA or yeah. the LA area that I just feel like I need to do it especially because I still don't like I, I'm not working so it's not one of those things where it's like I have to like fully worry about like that I just have to find something yeah so, yeah, that is one of, like, that's on the list of steps I will take, you know, by year's end. Um, I need to just give myself that because, like, I was down in the city. I went down to visit my family for Mother's Day, and I was like, I hate Brooklyn. Like, I'm a Brooklyn girl <laughs> through really? and through, but I just, I, it was so beyond congested with cars because I oh, think wow. people, like, talk about, like, being afraid. Like, I don't know if I'd go back on a subway anytime soon, right. even with a mask. Like, there is a part of me that's like, how the hell did we do that? And one of the reasons why I wanted out of the city was because, like, taking the subway and just, like, being around all of these, like, angry people was just yeah. weighing on me. Instead, though, now these people are, they bought or rented cars. So, like, the streets are just packed with cars. You can't find parking anywhere. There's mm-hmm. no one walking anywhere. But there's everyone driving everywhere. And so that was, like, one of Which those things really where it's, like. really odd for, for New York. I d- so that's, that was odd. never, I've never seen that. And I guess, I, I don't know if I ever will, but I guess everybody thought, well, nobody's on the street, so I'll just rent a car. And now everybody's on the street. Yeah. And I think that's because it's like, I I think there is this consensus where it's like, I'm not ready to go back into the subway if I don't have to. So, and I'm not saying that you don't like, unfortunately, New York City is also one of those places like many other cities that you have people that can afford it and people that can't. And Mm so I think, you know, you're going to start seeing that show more now with that I guess unfortunate you know reality that I think people taking the trains are the ones who can't afford cars but then everyone who can afford a car now has a car yeah and that's just what it felt like and I'm like yeah and just being there I'm like this just it does not excite me even like driving around the city I was like oh there's that place I used to go to cool you know and I'm like I'm like I guess moving back here is just not really the thing at least not right now you know so who knows never say never was that on your on your radar maybe moving back down to Brooklyn and being in the city again I think out of necessity not out of want again like trying to like get that change but even that feels safe because I know it even though the city changes so much that like Mm -hmm. yes I can go back there and be like none of this looks the same yeah it's still the same though at the same time you know I think what's the same like you know at the end of the day where you grew up is so familiar Mm-hmm. That if if it's New York City, if like you would probably have more of an adventure moving to Bug Tussle where I grew mm-hmm. up than going back to New York City. 
because hundred percent. It's just it's where you grew up. You know it. You yeah. know how to navigate. You know how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. and that's the scariness of of New York for people. It's more people than have ever been in one spot in your life, in your experience at all, ever. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes it scary. It's new and Mm -hmm. there's more people. More people don't matter. And new is eventually not new. Like New York was new for me and now New York is not new for me. And I know how to Mm -hmm. navigate New York and it's like, well, it's not new anymore. So it's not scary. It's not thrilling to be in New Mm -hmm. York as much. I, I do miss New York and I can't wait to come back to New York, but I'll never live there again out of choice apart from a job. If a job brings me back there and that, and when I mean job, I mean performance job. I will not Mm -hmm. go back there for any other job, but performing. So, yeah. So that's a very niche niche thing to get me into New York. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then I agree with that too. Like it's one of those things where you know, unless somehow like I, you know, I think it's a great place in a lot of ways to raise kids because of, you know, it teaches you diversity. You grow up with like everything at your fingertips in the sense of like, you want to see parts of the world, but can't afford to do it. Well, you can go to it in in the city in some way or form. And so I think it gave me a very well-rounded upbringing, but at the same time, I think there's also a lot of drawbacks to that, you know, where you know, you don't you not have a park that you can go to because it's all cement everywhere. And right. I like grass and things like that. But yeah, like, and that's where, you know, I always tell everyone, like, to me, the city is my hometown, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where it's like, I'd love to go to like a real small hometown and be like, oh my God, this is like what middle America is in me. Like, I'm like, yay, excited. And right. for other people, they're like, this is boring. This is like nothing. And I'm like, well, it's because it wasn't what you had, you know? And, well, and that's I why think... I love like the quietness of the Hudson Valley. Right. Well, and, and every time I've seen the Hudson Valley in any of y'all's photos or videos or whatever, it reminds me of where I grew up. So I think you'll really like Los Angeles because it's a great hybrid between rural mm-hmm. and New York City. Like it, it really. I mean, and people say LA is. I mean, because LA is the second largest city in the country, but there's lots of green space. I'm over like outside my window right now. I'm looking at the most gigantic plant of. I don't know if it's a tree or a bush that grow birds of paradise. <laughs> But it's the biggest birds of paradise plant I've ever seen next to two palm trees. And then Ooh. across the street is just a park and a pool. And and uh, down the street is the mountains that are sometimes on fire. But that's just <laughs> nature of the thing. Like the A train tipped over and <laughs> caught on fire in New York a few years ago. And nobody batted an eye. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> but I think you're going to love it because the population density of New York City is 72,000 people per square mile, whereas Los Angeles is 8,000 people per square mile. And I am in the suburbs in Burbank where all the studios are. So it's even less densely populated. And I can't wait for you to come here. I know you're probably going to move here very soon. (laughs) <laughs> and I can't wait to see where you want to end up. I guarantee you will you will hate downtown LA with a purple passion for the exact <laughs> same reason I do. Because my friend Flo, friend of the show, who is French, he came from south of France. He lived for a little while in Paris, and now he lives here in Los Angeles. He loves downtown Los Angeles because it reminds him of New York City and London. And I'm like, that's why I hate it. Thank you so much. And like he lived downtown and now he lives in Studio City and he's much happier because he realizes (laughs) because he's it's very funny to see how um, how Americanized he's become. 
And so now he's like, I like Studio City. I like to be near, you know, near near the green stuff. Again, because, yeah, I mean, yeah. L.A. has got a lot of nature, a lot of green space. Yeah, and I like that. Like, that's where, like, I, I'm drawn to cities that, you know, you have, like, your city area, but then very closely outside of it, you have freedom, you know, or space, whatever we want to say. And that's, you know, I'd be intrigued. Like, I've been to L.A. twice, and I stayed with a friend who lived in Glendale both times. So, like, mm-hmm. I got, like, that little bit. and. Yeah. But oddly enough, never actually made it to downtown LA. Like I, re- I was like Culver City, Studio City, mm-hmm. Santa Monica. So like I always like was circling, yeah. <laughs> like the actual <laughs> like downtown See, LA. You know the geography better than somebody who's never lived here. So you're already get you're already one up on on people who move here. So, and oh, you that know makes that, me feel. And good. you know that Hollywood's trash, but <laughs> I oh seriously like worst experience in my life. Like I just I, could not. Ethan like, hates mm-hmm. Hollywood, and I have to I have to stifle him a little bit on the hatred of Hollywood because I'm like Hollywood, the geographical location, not the concept. I love Hollywood. Yes. I love everything about Hollywood, the mm-hmm. concept, but the geographical location of Hollywood. Um, I actually really like it. I I have a, a deep appreciation for it in very limited quantities because I, it is too much. It's like, it's Times Square yeah. unraveled. Mm-hmm. Cause if Times Square was a big clustered ball, this would be the ball unraveled for 25 city blocks. And that's, um, that's, that's just Hollywood Boulevard. That's, you yeah. Know, but the, the area of Hollywood and that's the, that's the sad part about Hollywood too. Geographically speaking, Hollywood is the most convenient place to live. Mm-hmm. If you were trying to get anywhere else, it's like 30 minutes from the beach, the 45 minutes from Orange County, 10 minutes from Burbank where I live. It's so convenient, but it's also trash. <laughs> but Yeah. And that's like, that was how I felt. That's why I was like, I don't need to be here for that, Mm -hmm. you know? And I get it. Like if I, if I never lived in a city before, you want somewhat central, you want a little bit more convenience, but I'm like, no, I'm okay with like getting in a car and, Mm -hmm. you know, driving to my supermarket or doing something else, you know, like I don't mind that. And like, that's what I was like. I want the convenience of city living, but the calmness of more of the suburbs, you know, or or being close enough to everything. Burbank is a suburb among all suburbs and it's 10 minutes from Hollywood. And I'm like, it's close enough. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) So I can't wait for you to come and explore and love this city. And I'm going to recruit a more, you know, another friend to move here because Mm -hmm. it's perfection. Um, (laughs) I mean, I, and that's the thing I will say that is the, the pandemic of people of personalities is in LA is people who hate LA and live here and I'm like if you hate it this bad just leave and they're like but this is where the industry is then I said then shut up every city has two sides to the coin yeah well and I I think that's just like in general it's like at didn't you learn from this point it's like make your decision and like live with it but also I think especially with the industry so many like they're kind of starting to spread some of it out like I know Atlanta has been built up they've been starting to film things like in the Austin area you know Denver's even been built up so like you can go to other cheap you can just go to Vancouver 
seriously, if only Canadians would just like let us live there. But unfortunately, it's they're like, "This Canada. is our land, guys. You can't yeah. just you can't just move here." <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're working for someone, sure, but mm-hmm. you can't just move here. It's like, damn it! But can't you just be our fifty like second state after right? Puerto Rico? Let's be real, that's like it. give them statehood. But um, yeah. and I think that's why like it would be nice just to live there too, because it's like in the city, I never really took advantage of any opportunity acting wise. And I feel like if I'm in LA, like it's also a very creative space mm-hmm. in a different way than like New York city's creative. Like I think New York city's their creativity, there's a lot going on there, but it's also very staged, which is great. But I think a yeah. lot of what I like to do is more, I like to think that it's film based, at least for what I want to mm-hmm. do. So it's like, I need to be around there. And also I'm not getting any younger. Like that's the thing I'm trying to remind myself. It's like, right. if I'm going to do it, when am I going to do it? So I guess the first step for that will be coming to visit you and then going from there, which, you know, I do have an interesting plan. You know, it's like, I should reach out to headhunters in the LA area and be mm-hmm. like, can you help get me a job? Cause at least if I have a job, they'll give me a little bit more, you know, the responsible or quote unquote responsible side of me. Be like, yeah. okay, you can do a move. You have a job because then you can always quit after a few, after a few months, you know, if something else comes up, which is something I never did in New York. I stayed at a job for over a decade. <laughs> <laughs> well, and have you ever thought about taking a job working from home and then just moving wherever you oh, want to yeah. move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely been looking at those remote jobs. Mm-hmm. They're just very far in getting back to you. Yeah. You know, because I think it's, especially now, it's such a hot commodity and just trying to figure out what that is, you know. And But I also do need to get more rigorous with that. So I have a couple, again, there's a couple of, you know, steps I have to take to make right. that first big step. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, um, now... Speaking uh, on the topic of Los Angeles and the West Coast, there's one question left to just sort of solidify my excitement for you moving here. How do you feel about Disneyland? I've actually never gone. I and I actually only went to Disney World once. Really? So just like speaking in general, yeah, I took myself there when I was 19 with a friend of mine. So I and did you I, love it? I, I did, even though I got a really, really bad, like, burn on my back, like, disgustingly bad. I think, like, I had, like, the tan line for, like, six months bad. Oh, wow. (laughs) It was, yeah, well, maybe not six months, but definitely a couple of months. Um, But I still had a really wonderful time. Um, And, yeah, so I'd love to go. Yes. When you come, we're going to Disneyland. It's open. (gasps) Because I, I don't care for, I don't care for people who don't love Disney. Like I, I do care. I mean, like I lo- there's a lot of people that I in my friends that don't love Disney and that's fine. But it's like I love people who love Disney because I could go all the time. Um, they ended the annual pass program, but they're gonna redo something and I can't wait to find out what it is because I will be a member and Ethan will be a member <laughs> and then we'll just have play dates all the time to Disney. And I love that yeah. Disney is a very adult space in the fact that adults mm-hmm. love it. Not that it's, you know, you know what I mean? Like adults yeah. just love to go play. It's like an adult playground because it's just nice to decompress. But yeah. that being yeah. said, so I'm on the watch and the listeners are going to be on the watch for first and foremost, your <laughs> podcast. We're going to come up with a title. I'm going to put all the pressure in the world to make make you start talking, and I'll be available to talk as much as you want to talk if you need a guest. 
If not, mm-hmm. then I will just be like, where's the podcast? Or maybe I'll even <laughs> edit it for you just so you'll have to submit it to me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Homework. It's been a while. But that might actually, like, force me to do something. I Maybe. We'll see. We'll talk. <laughs> I, I'm all talk right now because I hate editing and... Editing. I edit two podcasts. I don't know if I can take on a third, but I'll do. I'll do one episode to get you rolling, and then I'll teach you all the tricks to edit to to record for your editor, who will be yourself. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. No, that that's always like maybe rather than you editing, we take classes. Like you teach me what to do, and then I, I have to follow that. through. I would love that because yeah. you're you're already an Apple kid, so it's super easy. I use GarageBand. Anybody who's listening and is judging me, save it. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I am excited to to get back to life, I think, a little bit. Yeah. I, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about getting back to life. I just wanted everybody to know that, that I'm nervous, but I'm going to yeah. do it because we have to trust the science. So Yeah. At some point, we just got to do it. And I'm with you. I'm extremely nervous, but I realized that's life. So we just got to keep going, you know, and just keep on keeping on. That's it. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. And if you want to follow Beth Zisberg on social media, um, I think we went through this last time. You don't do social media too much. No, I have the <laughs> accounts. I just don't go on them. But, you know, that might be something for 2022. There you go. You know? <laughs> 2022. You're like, next year. Next year. I'm not doing it this year. I'm, I'm spent. Um, well, if I'm doing the podcast, we'll have to then go to the next step That's after. it. Well, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Kyle L. Henderson on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow the Facebook page, uh, Not For Nothing. Also, um, yeah, don't forget to rate and subscribe the podcast and give us a review because I like to hear from people. And I guess wear your mask if you're not vaccinated. If you are vaccinated. The CDC says take it off. Let your face breathe. <laughs> but also, everybody, do your research. And if unless you have medical issues with getting vaccinated, you should all go get vaccinated. It's what's going to get mm-hmm. us back to normal. And we will see you next week. In 65 episodes over the course of four years, I have not decided what my show is about yet. I'm like the Wright brothers trying to fly their first plane. <laughs> <laughs>